man, what time is it? It's time for another episode of The Lightning Rod. The show that flops harder than Alexi Lafreniere. I'm Johnny Pipes. And I'm Gannon. And we're chasing history, baby. Who is Jason History? That sounds chasing like a that sounds history. like a cartoon on like Cartoon Network. Like We're this week's chasing. Jason Jason History. <laughs> Jason Bourne's cousin. Jason History. His middle name is Ancient. Yes, you are listening to the Lightning Rod, folks. I'm Johnny Pipes. That's Gannon. We are your weekly-ish wrap up of all things Tampa Bay Lightning which uh, unless you have been um, watching ESPN like around the horn and stuff where they just don't give a shit about us, uh, you know, you, you would know that we did just uh, wrap up the Eastern Conference uh, for the third straight year and now the uh, fifth time in, in uh, team history. We are the Eastern Conference championships and we are en route uh, to the Rocky Mountains Denver, Colorado to the ball center, which used to be the Pepsi center, the Pepsi ball center. What's well, ball arena now? Whatever. Same thing. Yeah. Mile high. They are, they are now a mile above sea level to take on the uh, Colorado avalanche in the um, all weather phenomenon, Stanley cup uh, avalanche and, and lightning. So it should be, a, a, this is honestly the, the, the matchup that everyone has been wanting to see for, for a couple of years now, and it's actually happening. Um, so really there's nothing anybody can complain about unless of course you are a New York Rangers fan, but then you should only complain about your asshole fans. So, uh, yeah, but before we get, um, started on that, let's talk about, uh, well, first of all, how are you, buddy? I, uh, physically, uh, not, not too great, but mentally I am, I'm excited. I'm stoked and, uh, I'm happy to be back in the Stanley cup finals. Uh, you guys can maybe possibly hear I'm, I'm a little under the weather, but you know, I need, I need something like this to kind of lift my spirits. So, well, in the um, vein, in the vein of like hockey, not, uh, uh, not, not telling people what the actual injuries are, would, would being under the weather, would that be considered an upper body injury or a lower body injury? We're going to go upper body injury. <laughs> upper body as in like your yeah. res- respiratory system? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like is that part of your upper body, I guess? <laughs> Undisclosed. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you're well enough here to uh, to talk some 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 smack about uh, some hockey, so we'll go from there. Uh, you folks can also talk smack to us if you would like. Uh, reach out at 727-416-0613. Um, you can leave us a voicemail and, and we'll play it on the show. Tell us what you think about the lightning, what you think about us, what you think about uh, stock picks, whatever. Uh, you can email us at thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com. That's the number one. Uh, and you can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at lightningrodpod. And our uh, website is lightningrodpod.com where you can also leave us uh, some voice information or uh, sign our guest book or whatever. Maybe make an old GeoCities website <laughs> from back in the day. That's a little before Gannon's time. So before we uh, get started, how about we uh, check the answering machine? Let's see. I see a little red light blinking. Here we go. Hey, Johnny. I got a theory. So I was talking to people about like why why doesn't why doesn't Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup and why how come a team like Tampa Bay Lightning is winning well I think out of the whole NHL Tampa Bay wants to remain in the nice cool arena versus the rest of us like in the in Toronto Everybody can't wait to get onto that golf course. But golf courses in Florida, pretty hot. So I just think that Tampa Bay just wants it more than any any of the other teams. Have a great show. <laughs> that was Carolyn from Hog Story. Uh, if you've never listened to the Hog Story podcast, you are missing out. Hogstory.net. Uh, Carolyn and Fletcher put on a great show twice a week uh, and they just celebrated their 300th episode last night. 
So uh, thank you, Carolyn, for that theory. And I'll be honest with you, I 100% agree with you. I just took my dog out for a walk, and um, I have to check and make sure that he's still alive right now, to be honest, because <laughs> you can fry a couple eggs out there. Um, so, yeah, uh, I like that theory, and I'm 100% on board with it. As, uh, as long as we stay in that arena, then I'm, I'm good to go with that. Any, <laughs> I'll any, support it. Yeah, any thoughts? Oh, it's really, yeah, it's really not that, uh, not that crazy of a theory, man. I know that we're going to have a quite the heat wave coming in here this week. I haven't been outside in the last four days and, you know, it's been, it's been terrific for me, especially somebody who's essentially spends their life outside as well. So, uh, I can't necessarily blame them. And what's worse right now, you can't tell on your side because you are on the Gulf coast and I am currently on the Atlantic coast as I'm in Miami. Uh, we have, uh, the... Saharan sand, oh. sand from the Saharan desert is now currently uh, littering the Biscayne Bay skyline right now. The horizon is is all kinds of hazy from from uh, from desert sand. So that makes things just a little see, bit worse. I remember seeing that uh, a couple of years ago over here. If it gets all the way over there, then it's then it's hardcore. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it's pretty hardcore here right now. That's for sure. Yeah, you you could see it on the horizon. Uh, this is probably two years or so ago it happened before that as well so it's got to be pretty strong to get all the way over here oh for sure especially with all the dirt it's got to go through it's probably mm-hmm. picking up some polk county dirt on the way <laughs> <laughs> some broward some dade so uh about uh about some hockey let's talk about some hockey we are both obviously ridiculously ecstatic to uh see the the lightning go back to the stanley cup again and, and piss off the hockey world um it's about time that that you know a tampa team finally gets to to uh succeed well succeed is one thing they've been succeeding for a while but i'm talking like succeed to the point that it just irritates people (laughs) oh yeah i i love it i love it because you think like oh the rangers have a chance they have a chance and then the inevitable happens which is you know the absolute suffocating shutdown defense of of the lightning just not even giving them any leeway whatsoever for essentially four straight games. So it's like, oh, well, you know, here's your, here's your two. We're, we're shaking this little bit of rust off here, um, tuning some things up. We're going to treat this a little like the preseason here while we're, while we're in Madison square garden, you know, and, and, and uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll kick it into gear and, and you're just not going to be allowed to see the net for the rest of the series. And that's exactly what happened. So the last time we talked, it was after game three, uh, the award-winning performance by uh, Igor Shosturkin, uh, which he is still getting accolades for. Uh, so let's go on to game four. Uh, game four, also in Tampa, and a pretty fantastic game. Uh, we ended up winning four to one. Do you have any initial thoughts uh, that you can remember from game four? I mean, pretty much since that Igor flop, the series was over. I mean, you could tell from game three on, they were just playing shut, shut it down and it, you know exactly what they have kind of built this team around for the playoffs the last three years it's like okay you know what we get into our groove we will get our chances and we will limit every single possibility that the opposing team has against us and yeah there are there were a couple of a uh, couple of chances new york didn't look completely outmatched or dead in the water or anything like that but they looked they looked a little overconfident uh the fans included for sure but um i think everybody just got really dialed in that hegel sorelli killorn line really really stifled that top line of mika zibanejad and whoever follows you know chris Kreider and frank vetrano i think it finally was but uh that line they did a great job of of uh shutting them down pretty much from game three on and just everybody really started clicking. You could tell that the the Rangers they were losing ground really quick. You know, it, it's kind of crazy to to think back. Like they were up two nothing at one point, and they were up two nothing in Game Three as well. So they they really let it slip. But the Lightning they they just played to their strengths and they played well. So uh, you know, obviously, if you stick to the formula, uh, you know, uh, process over outcome great things will happen and again it's just kind of a carbon copy of how they have been playing these uh you know how they played that florida series that toronto series is still kind of an enigma to me that was crazy how you know again looking back on it how how close it was and how 
it was the only time we've been outscored in a series as well. So, yeah, Toronto, they really pushed our limits. But again, you know, once the Lightning found their rhythm, knocked that rust off, everything just kind of fell into place. So the first uh, goal of the game was uh, two minutes in to the first period, Pat Maroon on um, kind of a – that was a, a weird goal, to say the least. He kind of batted it out of midair, it looked like. That was the uh, the goal that Bogosian he uh, he walked Ryan Reeves on right. Yeah, that that started the whole thing off, which is when I knew that we were going to be watching kind of a weird game because mm-hmm. here comes uh, Bogo for Norris, like dangling in. Like, what is what is this guy doing? And it went it, it went in the net off of off of Maroon. I'm like, okay, well that, that's how this game's going to go then. We're guaranteed one, you know, uh, Bobby Orr-esque play from Bogosian, one playoff, one playoff year. You know, he did the, uh, I forget who he dangled around. It was uh, against Boston in 2020 where he ended up feeding it to Blake Coleman for a Superman goal. Uh, but That's Bogosian, right. I remember he, the Superman he, goal. Mm-hmm, he pretty much did all the legwork for, for that goal. He All he did was, you know, then he passed it to Coleman. And, yeah, the, the Superman goal and... Now we get this where he's he's dangling uh, Ryan Reeves. You know, it's not not the hardest guy to dangle, but it's also Zach Bogosian we're talking about. He's not necessarily uh, uh, Bobby Orr. So well, we'll just say he, that he essentially knocked Ryan Reeves out of the playoffs. Oh God, did he? Because <laughs> it was about at that point in time when uh, Ryan Reeves disappeared, never to return. Yeah, he got scratched the next. <laughs> I think all the rest games. I don't even know if he played the last game. He didn't. I don't oh, – well, well, no, he didn't because uh, – no, he did not. Well, I have to look at the lineup, but I don't well, – I'm fairly certain. Well, we'll just say that if he if he did, he was invisible. So we'll, Yeah, we'll, I couldn't We'll go with that. <laughs> that was the only spare, uh, scoring in the in the first period was uh, was Pat Maroon. That was uh, from Bogo and P.E. Belmar. Uh, second period, uh, Cooch got his seventh at the time um, from Palat and Ruta. And then uh, the third period – Stammer from Palat and Ruta. Uh, and then the only goal of the game from um, uh, Panarin. It was a power play uh, goal. Um, that was the only goal that the Rangers had. And then an empty net from Palat sealed it. Um, I can't even remember what that penalty was. It was, uh, was it 1627? I think it was. That it was, was the I holding. Was, that, was uh, that, that was because it was like, okay, uh, Killer is going to have to buy Vassie some dinner. Because Vassy had a, a, a shutdown going, he had a, he had a shutout going, and then Kalorn grabbed uh, grabbed somebody's jersey and did the and did like the uh, the water skiing for a second and got called for holding, mm-hmm. uh, and then they ended up scoring on that play, which gave them like I guess a, an ounce of hope, but that was completely shut down like a minute later. Yeah, it was one of those goals you you score and you don't even celebrate; you just go back to the bench. <laughs> well. Um, the funny thing about that penalty was that, you know, Kalorn was looking at the ref like, what are you talking about? Like, why, why did you call this? But he, and, and obvi- it was the most obvious, it was an incredibly obvious penalty. But I think maybe going through his mind, because he did that to somebody in Toronto in one of the Matthews. last games, and he had held on to him for like 10, 15 Five seconds. seconds. Yeah. It, was a, it was a good amount. Of t- it was a long, you could get a couple of Mississippis out of the amount of time that he had held on to that jersey. And he didn't get called for that one. So he's probably also, looking at the ref like, hey, how did I get away with the one before? <laughs> probably because there was another blatant interference going on in that Toronto play. So they just, up oh, both wash out. You know, a lot of people were just focusing on Killorn holding Matthews. And I, I can't remember who interfered with the Lightning player, but they, they they're, it both happened at the same time. Fuck it, let him play. This one, yeah, it was just brutal, you know, interference by Killorn holding Um and it was a deserved penalty. Uh, we had a good fight that game. Um, Hagel and Vetrano went at it. It looked like Hagel got a couple of good shots in on that one too. He was looking like a little brand, uh, a little Braden point out there, uh, going at it with Vetrano. That was in the second period, um, and then all the rest of the penalties were basically in the third period, which there was a ton of them. One, two, three, four, five, six penalties in the third period. We end up winning that game four to one. Uh, shots on goal. Uh, Vassy faced thirty-five and saved thirty-four of them for a nine seventy-one. So he is he is on fire right now as he normally would be. And then we put up 
30 shots on uh, Shesterkin, and he saved 27 of them. Um, so we quality shots too. Like it just felt like this kind of was when they were really kicking it into gear. Like their game was rounding out. Like three, they got it back, and they 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 played well in three. Four, I think, is really they really started to dominate. Would you agree? Yeah, that that's when the the lightning really started taking over. Going back to my whole spiel I did a couple minutes ago, that's when everything really just started clicking into place. Everybody knew where they were supposed to be, who they were passing to, who like who was doing what. Everybody kind of figured it out through the entire game. It wasn't there were there was just less mistakes to be made, a lot more passion and purpose with, with the way that they were all playing. You know, it, it's so far gone at this point. But um, again, you could you could just tell there there was just a different essence in the air, and it, it wasn't just being back at home at Amelie Arena. It was you know wanting to send a message, not not go quietly. You know, e- even I'm sure the 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 Lightning themselves they were they were a little worried. I'm sure being down to nothing, they they definitely weren't. You know. Being like, oh, it's over. They're like, you know what? If we go down three nothing, you know, we're we're screwed. So, again, getting getting game three, that was that was a close one. But thank God they got it. Once game four, and once they knew they had it, and you pretty much knew they had it early on in that game. Again, the the championship lightning really took over and and did not give the Rangers much of an inch in any game afterwards. I agree 100%. And the following game was, uh, I think, the really the probably the most important game of the series because that's when, you know, which team was going to show up? Was it going to be the, uh, when I'm, and I'm referring to the, the Rangers, like which Rangers team was going to show up? Is it going to be the one that had been kicking ass at home for all the time going back? Or were they truly just tired and getting outplayed? Uh, and per the result, uh, they were tired and they got outplayed and this was not a game. Five was not a high scoring game. It was only a, uh, two to one game or three to one game. Uh, really not counting the, uh, empty netter. It was a two to one game. And this was when they really were the, the lightning were really displaying their ability to suffocate a team. Um, looking at the raw charge does a pretty cool, um, heat map on their site for shots, uh, where, where your team is shooting from. And if you look at it, you can see that the lightning were basically going straight at Shesterkin at all times. There was like just nothing, center ice down the slot. Yeah. Nothing on the outside. Every, it was all just straight at him all the time. And I'm going to guess the inverse for the Rangers. Yeah. They're, and the, the Rangers, everything is way on the out or behind. And like, so it's not like you can just tell that's, that was what was going to happen. And, and the only shot that went in for the Rangers in game five, it, it was an outside shot. It was Ryan Lindgren up against the boards. I mean, he picked his corner perfectly and, Unfortunately, you know, I would think Vasilevsky should ha- should have that. It was kind of a bummer letting it in. You know, every goal you let in is a bummer, but that one especially from from such a bad angle from so far away. I mean, he was probably close to the circle, but still up against the boards. Yeah, he he put it perfectly. You'd want Vasilevsky to have it, and that one was kind of not deflating. You know, it didn't affect the team hardly at all. But it was like, man. You know what? You you've been so good at limit limiting their shots and 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 keeping them to the outside, like we see in that chart there. Uh, it, you know, it, it sucks that one of those did have to go in, but I'll take it being the only one they let in. Well, if if you believe Ray Ferraro, the the key to beating Vasilevsky is to just only shoot on his blocker side and blocker side only, because it yeah, seems like never not he, working. He ended up he ended up stopping everything else, but. You know, that's that's where he lets in all his goals. So oh, blocker side again, blocker side again. Like, okay, we get it, bud. Uh, that was the first goal, and that, that was 10 minutes into the second period, so it was scoreless in the first. Um, the other things that happened in the first that uh, were kind of some signs that the Lightning were on their game, 
uh, was the two posts. Like Cooch hit a post and Nick, oh. Nick Paul hit a post. Yeah, Cooch hit that post like 30 seconds in. or I don't think it was that quick in, but it was like the first shot on net. And it was just kind of a broken play. The The puck hopped over to Cooch. He was on his... Uh, on his strong side, and he just let a slap shot go. Beat Shesterkin, like, well beat him, and just barely glanced it off the post. And that thing rang the building. But Nick Paul, his chance afterwards when he hit the uh, the opposite post, that one shook the building. That was a ping. But, yeah, you, you could tell, like, man, if, if those first two shots that technically aren't shots but both beat Shesterkin – yeah, it's the the game will go in our favor, and not, you know it didn't exactly happen as we as we wanted it. You know, it still kind of was a low scoring game, and kind of you know weird goals all around for you know both both the Lightning even strength goals and then the uh, the Rangers goals. They're both kind of odd goals, um, but again, yeah, you could tell just from the from the moment that game started, it was going to the bolts. The first period went really quickly. There were no goals. Uh, and there were no penalties either. So it was nonstop the whole way. Uh, the second period was when, you know, Ryan Lindgren scored for the Rangers. And then at 1734 in uh, Sergachev, we have a Sergachev sighting uh, who shoots from the point and uh, goes right down the middle and, and like seeing eye. Like the, the Lightning were getting everybody in front of the net. Uh, Shesterkin had absolutely no idea where the puck was. Uh, and he ties it up. 1734 in, into the into the second period. That was I great. I can't exactly remember that first Sergachev goal. Was it on the ice? Like, I remember the goal, but was it was the puck on the ice or was it elevated a little bit? It was elevated for sure. Okay. I couldn't tell. And I couldn't remember. <laughs> this was when I was like, Sergey, where have you been, bud? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're guaranteed a couple of bonehead plays from him during every series. Um, but the, the offense really hadn't been there, like in terms of scoring. I mean, I know he doesn't score very often, but usually he's good for, you know, a couple. Um, mm-hmm. so it was really nice to see him get that one. And that, so despite both, so they ended up crediting that second goal to Andre Pilat. He hit it with his shin pad or something, but that was the game that Victor Hedman, he left, correct? No, yeah, that was that. That was game six. It, yeah, he, it was games. Game, okay. game six was Hedman. Hedman left. Uh, game five, McDonough left. At That's the, right. At the end, McDonough okay. and and Bogosian both left uh, so, during, during the uh, during the third period, and, and McDonough was gone for nearly the rest of the game. He only came yeah. back with a, a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bogo um, was only out for like a minute or two. In. McDonough's absence, hold on, pardon me. In McDonough's absence, he, Sergachev, he stepped up. He played really, really well. And the same thing when uh, Victor Hedman left in game six, you could tell that Sergachev, he was like, okay, now I'm the guy. Like, I got to be Victor Hedman. I got to be Ryan McDonough. And he really, you, you could tell that when, once those players were off the bench, like, he was like, okay, again, like, this this is my time to go. And he, he played really, really sound. I couldn't see anything from when either of those players were off the bench where Sergachev was making stupid mistakes where, you know, he kind of would in that Toronto series. I think throughout these entire playoffs, Sergachev has improved a little bit here and there. That Toronto series, he was he was awful. Uh, I'm not going to well, miss words. He just his mistakes are so glaring. That's the problem. They're not even mm-hmm. like mistakes that you miss because mm-hmm. they're made up for in some way, shape or form. His mistakes are usually glaring. His, his turnovers are like telegraph turnovers. Oh yeah. Uh, that's the thing with him. But you know, you would think w- as he gets a little older, hopefully those things will tighten up, but I don't know because I think that's just the nature of the way that he plays. Um, he is only 30 or 23 years old. That's a year older than me. It's only 20. He's only 23 years old. Like he doesn't that's even, insane. he doesn't even get cheaper car insurance yet. <laughs> you know, like that's how young he is. He's so got a Rolls Royce. you got to think that I don't Will he get better? I mean, I think he will. You just, I just think he has to t- tighten up those really obvious turnovers. He absolutely will get better. I had a friend trying to tell me like, this offseason, we need to trade Sergachev. I'm like, you you just wait a second, all right? He's, For who? <laughs> that's exactly it. Like, who are you going to replace him with? Yeah, you might be able to fetch a decent 
someone or something with him. But no, don't do that. Again, yeah, he is, he makes a lot of silly mistakes and whatever. But again, who does, what defenseman is perfect? Victor Hedman, I know. Um, no, even, even Victor Hedman, he's not perfect. But when you were 23 years old, you were still a child. Again, he doesn't even have a, he still has the, the minor insurance. So when it comes to forwards, defensemen, and goaltenders, Goaltenders take the longest to kind of develop. You know, 23 as a goaltender, you're still a baby. You are an infant. 23-year-old defenseman, yeah, you you know, you you can hold your own. You're probably not going to be a a top top-line defenseman unless you're Kale McCarr or Adam Fox, you're a generational talent. And, you know, Sergachev, he's a he's a great player for sure, but he's not he's not either of them. And he's, he, will, he will still take a little bit longer to mature. Like, we, we say that players' primes are about 26, 27, 28. He's still five years away from that. So, again, getting rid of him would be a, a foolish mistake. I, I disagree with it. Again, he's still so young. And you can see that he... He, he's improved throughout this series entirely. And we can see, you know, it may not be his best year overall as a as a defenseman but still we can tell he there's a lot there he's got a lot of the tools it's just some things that he needs to to sure up and you know crack down and stay solid on so again it it was just not that it rattled me or anything as you can see but um i just thought that was just kind of silly trade circuit well here's like here's the question we're on the cusp of winning our our third straight stanley cup you know, if we go in and, and play really well against Colorado, why would you do anything? Obviously, you have to do something because it's very rare that you can maintain 100% the entire team from one year to the next. Contracts mm-hmm. just don't work that way. But, okay, so we trade. What would you trade? Why, why would you trade somebody when you're winning? That doesn't it, me. it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why why would you change anything? Like, you keep going. You don't change shit until it doesn't work. That's when you yeah, change like, things. Like, I don't. The, if I have a light bulb that turns on, I don't change it with another light bulb because I think it might be, you know, it might turn on better. again. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm going to keep that light bulb in there. I don't know. Like, and who would you even trade him for? Another right hand defenseman. We've got four good ones. Like, uh, I, I, not another right hand, but you know what I mean. I there's there's just. There's no option. You know Breeze Ball is not even considering it. No, of course not. The, uh, if it ain't broke. Exactly. Don't fix it. Don't fix it. There were a lot of uh, extracurriculars after this game. Um, at the 20-minute mark, you look at one, two, three, four, five penalties at the 20-minute mark as soon as the uh, bell sounded. And the reason for this was because Kucherov got slashed, and so he fired the puck before the before the horn sounded at the net, that pissed a lot of people off, and uh, so some some people came to blows. And uh, two two people that came to blows were Alexi Lafreniere and Steven Stamkos. And uh, I don't think Lafreniere really ever wants to see Stamkos ever again. To be honest, never. I think he's going to oh, no. see him in his. I think he's going to see him in his sleep because he got wrecked. Yeah, that whole that whole sequence was kind of funny. Again, Rangers fans have left a real sour taste in my mouth because they were like, "Oh, Kucherov started it." Yeah, he shot the puck. I at, at the goaltender. The game was not over. That final horn had not sounded. He took a nasty slash. I can't remember who it was from. So Kucherov, he didn't slash him back. He just shot the puck at Shesterkin. You know, again, I'm I'm just playing to the whistle, and so then. Um, then I think Kucherov retaliated, or maybe they slashed him again, and then the 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 gloves start coming up. So everybody finds themselves a partner. Kuch, you know, he didn't get super super involved. And then yeah, Stammer and Laugh. They uh, the what a what a bad choice for Lafreniere. I mean yeah. that first that first so Lafreniere and he threw the first punch too with the with his glove on. A lot of people were like, "Oh, Stamkos, he's just picking on the twenty year old." Nobody, they picked each other. Like, you know, it's funny seeing you know two former first overall picks going at it, uh, despite their age difference of about like you know eleven twelve years. Um, again, that that's just Stamkos. He is so underrated. Like. 
he is in such good shape. He is he's he's got a quite the the fight card for being somebody who doesn't fight, and he he's he's feisty. And that first punch that Stan goes through, it did not connect, but it would have been lights out for laugh. That whole sequence was really funny, to be honest, and I loved it. And Lightning fans loved it, uh, and I think it was New York getting frustrated. Um, which is what the lighting will do to you when, when you're a high flying, high scoring team and you can't like, you get frustrated. Like think of the lightning in 2019, they were nothing but a high scoring, really fast team. And so when they were getting frustrated, they lost and they lost quickly. And so I think this was just the typical New York frustration. I mean, it, it spilled out into the stands poor lightning fan got just sucker punched walking out of Madison square garden by a Rangers fan that, uh, in turn punched another Rangers fan as he was trying to get away. And thankfully he was arrested. Uh, Oh man, it was, did you see the video? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was bad. That was was sickening folks. It's, I meant to make the, the, get the clip of the Russian guy. I can't remember who it was. It's just game. Why you have to oh, be mad? Uh, Ilya Brzgalov, yeah. <laughs> Why you have to be mad? Why you have to be mad? <laughs> I wanted to get that. I didn't have time. Uh, come on, folks. Like, take a few deep breaths. Like, I get upset when, when the, the Lightning lose. I get upset when the Bucks lose. You know, I'm used to the Rays losing, <laughs> whatever. But, like I, I'm not gonna. I don't get angry. There's no reason to get angry. Just make yourself a sandwich and contemplate what you're gonna do the next day. Yeah, like I'll be, you know, I'll be walking out of Amelie Arena, walking down the staircase there, and there's somebody in a Marshan jersey in front of me, just chirping. And of course, all I want to do is put my arms around him and choke him out. But the thing is, I'm not a sick person. I, I <laughs> like none of us are. You know what? It, it's easy to say. You know, it's just Rangers fans, bunch of New York douchebags, blah, 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 blah. That's part of it, yeah. But um, I want to commend the 99% of the people that stopped what they were doing and were like, yo, what, what's going on? Is this guy okay? Uh, everybody trying to subdue and find the guy that did it. So, again, it, it's one bad apple um, in the big apple. Oh, hey. but yeah. <laughs> uh, again, that, that's just despicable. So I'm glad that uh, that they threw the book at the guy. He got two counts of uh, felony assault or battery um, and a couple other things. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what's happening with him. But as far as I know, he has been banned from any Madison, Madison Square Garden event. Uh, I don't know how you really enforce that, but um at least that happened. And one cool thing to kind of uh, happen out of all this is uh, Steve Griggs, the CEO for the Lightning, he reached out to, I believe his name was Alex, the Lightning fan that got sucker punched. He reached out to him and, and was like, hey, you know, it's Steve Griggs here. Uh, is there anything we can do to uh, make this unfortunate situation a little bit better? You want tickets? You want, like, merch or whatever? So he, he's got a nice little care package head, heading, his, heading his way sometime soon. should have been like, I want first-line minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I want uh, Brandon Hagel on the power play. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! So that was uh, that was game uh, five, and um, so where we we tamed the the Ranger beast. I think they uh, we transferred our rust onto them. That was the the handing off of uh, of the the out of sync hockey play from us to them. And uh, we got to go home where all odds were clearly going to be in our favor. I mean, you, you, you had to, you had to, to know that going into game six, like, okay, look at the past, look at what Vassy does in a clinching game, especially at home and, um, you know, place your bets as you see fit. Uh, and that again was not, a, it was, it was a suffocating game. It was not high scoring, but it was, you knew from minutes into the first period, like, okay, we're completely on the front foot this entire game and New York can't do anything. It was a trademarked lightning 
series clincher. I mean, we've seen it now 10 times. Out of those 10 times, a lot of these games are very, 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 very similar to where they just park the bus. They lock it down. They're playing smarter than smart. They're playing like geniuses. They, they're doing every single thing right. Game six to the Rangers was like game two of this series to us where we just we couldn't get anything going. There was an answer for us everywhere. Passes were bouncing off of our sticks. Nobody knew what they were doing. It was kind of the same thing for the Rangers. You could tell that they they knew that they were not winning this game. They 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 looked so visibly checked out that it was it, it, it was appalling. You could see just how little effort that they that the Rangers were giving. And you know what? I can't hardly blame them because when you have a boa constrictor like the Lightning that will not give you an inch and they're just sucking the last bit of life you have left out of you, yeah, it's a little demoralizing. So again, at this point, it is a patented Lightning Series win where you can just stranglehold that series and, you no, know, I am winning this game. I'm. This is my game. You know, unfortunately, it was not a shutout like we've become so accustomed to. But uh, one goal, that's that's still pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to call that one goal to um, like it shouldn't have happened. And the no. reason I say that is because it shouldn't have been a penalty. No, like, it oh, should no. not have been a penalty. Anybody with a pair of eyes can see the absolute uh, LeBron level flop that Lafreniere did. Like I was watching that game. My girlfriend came over. This is probably the first time she's ever watched a hockey game with me, like not in the arena and it's clinching game. And I'm like in my lucky sweater. I got my lucky light on <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm going crazy during this game because it's like, you know, the, the whole first period goes by and we don't score, but we're playing so, so great. I'm like, Oh my God, it's got to come here sometime soon. It's got to come sometime, sometime soon. You know, Stamco scored at 10 minutes into the second period from uh, Palat and Sergachev. So I'm like, great, that's awesome. That's what we need. Now let's lock it down, park the bus. Then that 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 phantom hold, like I've never seen somebody go down that quickly. And I yelled at the screen at that point in time, like, do they call embellishment in the in hockey anymore? Like, is is next year going to be the year when they say, okay, the new point of officiating emphasis is going to be embellishment, and now all of a sudden think, you're going to see a thousand embellishments during. It really season. should be because like, that we was were terrible. Like it was like a here, let me touch your arm, and then he. I mean, I, I've seen that's that's basketball level of flopping at that point. We were talking about this last show, like we're saying, you know, being like looking at reviews or whatever. And I think we came to the conclusion like, okay, well, you can't give an embellishment penalty or, okay, you can't, oh shit. What was the conclusion? You can't you review it. Like you can't, okay. you can't, you can't give like an ex post facto, you know, like if you're looking at a high stick or something, you can't go, oh, they embellishment embellished and then give two penalties on it. I think that's what we mm -hmm. had decided on. But I do think that at the end of the at the end of these playoffs, they really, really should take a a deeper dive. Like you know, we saw them come down on cross checking because of uh, Scott Mayfield on Nikita Kucherov last year. We saw them come down on slashing because of a Sidney Crosby on Mark Mathot in 2017, where he fucking cut his finger off and there was no penalty. These embellishment penalties and the lightning—they've gotten away with a couple of them as well. There was the the uh, the the high stick on Cal Foot that wasn't really a high stick. I get it, but there were two players in this series who I had respect. I had respect for going into this series, and I completely lost all of it coming away from the series. And it was Jacob Truba. Who I said, you know what? Keep your head up. He's a good, he's a good player. He he lays hits, and you know some are clean, some are dirty. That guy's a piece of shit. That guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, he plays good defense. He will block a lot of shots. Whatever. He's a headhunter. Oh, and that that slow motion um, replay of him going after Palat and Palat somehow doing some magic ducking like that could have been so bad. Mm-hmm. He um that if he connected with that plot out out for the playoffs he is done Jacob Truba he would have been out for the playoffs with a suspension unfortunately you cannot suspend somebody for something that did not happen but everybody on 
earth knew that he was he was leading with his elbow. He was trying to to take take a piece of palat with him. He was trying to make a puddle of blood underneath him. That is terrible. That is shitty. You don't see lightning players do that. You don't see 98% of players in the league doing that. You'll see players that want to make a big hit, and Jacob Truba is one of them, but in this series alone, he elbowed Pierre-Edouard Belmar. That did not get called. He missed that elbow on... Um, on Palat, there was one more that he missed as well. I can't exactly remember that interference on Corey Perry. It was a solid, clean check, but it was still interference. That also went uncalled. He elbowed Seth Jarvis. It was more of a forearm to the face, but it's you know it's still kind of the same thing. You know, you're leading with your arm. Uh, it's still a dirty play. That wasn't in this series as the Carolina series. This guy is a piece of shit. He he's. He's Tom Wilson. He, he's again. I don't normally get this pissed off about a singular player, but this guy really, really, really needs to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe may, maybe get a taste of his own medicine. You know, we'll we'll have to wait for next year for that. But buddy, if you are just if the only advantage you can oh, and let me not forget one more. There was a head hit on Sidney Crosby in round one. The only way that he can get a a an advantage in any of these series is taking out some of their best players. Sidney Crosby, Seth Jarvis, Andre Pilat, Corey Perry, say what you want about him. He's a good he's a good player. He he's literally only looking to injure players. He does not want you to stay in the game. And yes, I, I understand that's what a lot of players want to do if they can get you with a good, solid, clean hit. These are not clean hits. He had a lot of great huge hits in the regular season that were clean these playoffs he showed his true colors he wants you injured he wants you out of the playoffs not just the game he does not want you playing for your team at all for the for the remainder that his team is playing yours this guy is a <laughs> he's a piece of shit I, I i you know again i get it he's a he's a good hockey player he's probably a really good guy He's probably a great human. I don't know. But, again, if that's how you were going to play hockey, you're going to get a reputation and somebody's going to come get him. Well, it's a damn good thing that he did not get Pilat because you want to talk about uh, someone have, having this an incredible series and really an incredible playoffs, but especially this series, it's Andre the Giant. That man is after my own heart. And, I, and, and, if, we, and if he doesn't take a discount, I'm going to be really, really sad to see him. He ain't going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be really sad to, to see him go. Like, of all the players, like Johnson too, like, I'm, uh, you know, that'll be two-thirds of the triplets gone. And that's why I'm really, really hoping um, that he continues his awesome play into this next series and tallies a few more points because I really want to see him get that con smite. That would be the best thing to go out on if you leave the team as the best player in the, in the, in the playoffs, because, uh, you know, he, he doesn't, he, let's see so far in the playoffs right now, he has, uh, 16 points. He's got eight goals, eight, eight assists. That is amazing. Like that's for a guy that is a no name. He's, 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 he's a name to us, but he's a no name to the rest of the league. That's, and he's 30 years old. Um, and he's been with us now for, for eight years. Um, I mean, he, he is a name to the lightning, but oftentimes like when you, if you ask somebody to name me the roster that played in game six, they'll say Vazzy, Stamkos, Kucherov, you know, I'm not going to say game six, just give me the opening night roster. Vazzy, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, Hedman, Sergachev, McDonough. You got to get to like 10, 11, 12 till somebody says a oh, Palat. But he's always been there. He's always been such a workhorse, a key contributor. He's always been such part of the backbone of this team. He's such an underrated, unsung hero for this team. And you he know, had, he, he had an assist on get, both goals. He had an assist on both Stamkos goals. Wow! And for, and for Game Six, yes. And wow. the 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 Stamkos goal to take the lead 20, 20 seconds. After the Frank Vetrano, whatever. Come on, man. You're going to call me on one second? 21. Okay, 21 seconds. Hold on. Let me see if I can get the millisecond. I like being specific. (laughs) 21 seconds after the Vetrano power play goal. um, His pass up to Cooch, which got it to to Stammer, 
who drove uh who drove on on Shesterkin and um was able to get get the deflection off his leg after uh um Shesterkin couldn't couldn't handle the shot it bounced out hit his leg and went in but that first pass from the defensive zone to get it to Cooch to get it to Stammer that's that's amazing Pilat right there like that's on best- that's Andre the Giant his best pass was the breakaway pass he gave to Kucherov. I believe that was game four. Um, I was that game four. All right, whatever. Um, the the pass he sent to Kucherov. It, it was just a a one eighty no look snipe of a pass to send Kucherov in alone. I mean, again, yeah, we're we're watching you know a a lightning great. I mean. He's he's not gonna have his number retired or anything like that, but he will be somebody we will look back with with great reverence on. I think he should get his number retired. Mm. Numbers or not, like stats or not, I just think because he, like I think that entire there's gonna be a there should be a bunch of people who get their numbers retired because of this run, because these runs don't come around that, that often. So it, it may be ages before you retire another number again. So you should, right now, like the, the triplets. I mean, hell, retire retire Johnson's number two. <laughs> right, right now on this team, we have four guarantees, and it's Stamkos, Hedman, Cooch, Fazzy. Point, he's he's making his name. Um, he's got to play. He, exactly, yeah. So that's that's why I didn't uh, put him in that guarantee. I love him yet, to death, but, but he's got to play. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's different. No, no when, fault of his own. It's different with Stammer because, you know, Stammer went out for a long time and he was off and on for a long time, but he had enough before and now he's got enough after that it doesn't make a difference, you know. Um, same thing with Cooch. Like, Cooch will be out for a long time, but he'll come in and he'll make his presence felt like immediately. I mean, point. I mean, he's, he's a difference maker. He's a game breaker. He's somebody, if, you, if he's a first line player on any team in the world. Um, Again, you know, is he he led the the playoffs in goals last year? I want to say, uh, he, you know, he scored in nine straight games. That that's something crazy. I mean, he's a goal scorer. He's a playoff player. Um, but you know, I'm I'm just talking about not not even just these playoffs, but just you know, overall for for the Lightning history. Point, you know, twenty one has a, a a pretty good shot of being up in uh, Emily one day. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about. <laughs> Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. <laughs> I, I, in in my perfect world, I'm I'm hanging his number. Like I don't care if I got to. Like I'm I'm gonna try and work for the Lightning when I retire from my my current profession. Uh, and when I do, um, you know, the team might come in one day, and then there's a makeshift Palat, you know, banner hanging from the from the roof. It just won't look the same as the rest of them. It'll just be like a big sheet of paper that says. 18 on it. <laughs> We're going to hang a 25 Matt Carl number up there for you too. There's already Matt Carls all over the arena. There's traffic cones all over that place. <laughs> they don't need they don't need more cones. Fine, 29 Schuster. <laughs> you know who else I thought actually had a pretty good game for for having virtually no ice time in game 6 was um hmm. Riley Nash. You know what? Thank you for bringing him up. Riley Nash, he he Nothing, nothing spectacular. He's just Riley Nash, but man, he is—he's—he's he's filled a really good gap. He—he he actually had two of the best chances early on in Game Six. He—he he fed one puck over to Pat Maroon early in the game. He knocked it out of the air, and Pat Maroon—he was in alone, didn't have a whole lot of time. But again, it was just early on Riley Nash making his name, and then he had one shot that was uh, stopped by Shesterkin. That's the one I was uh, thinking he, of. That's the one that sticks out in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it was close. And, you know, again, Riley Nash, he had a really good start to the game. And uh, he's one of those players where the the less you say his name, the better. You know, the more invisible he is, the better. You know, we're not expecting him to be yeah. an offensive force. We just want him to be good enough. And he was better than good enough. He had he six minutes. Again, he only had six minutes of oh ice time. And I and, and I we just called out two awesome things that he did. Yeah, in six, exactly. In six minutes. Like you think of Pat Maroon, Pat Maroon and P.E. Belmar only had eight minutes apiece. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, for those other two minutes, Kucherov was playing with them. So that's I think it's pretty awesome that 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 he's doing that, and um, mm-hmm. I can see him going. Yeah, I don't if I mean if Point doesn't play game one, I see him going again tonight. I don't think they're going to eleven and seven after they just had no. the incredible run they just had with twelve and six. Yeah, no chance. So I'd see him doing it again. 
So that, uh, yeah, that, that wraps up the, the Eastern Conference Finals for the third straight year. Your Tampa Bay Lightning are the Eastern Conference champions. Uh, Wouldn't they, be a Lightning trip to the Stanley Cup without beating a New York team in the final, uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Bye-bye Islanders, bye-bye Islanders, bye-bye Rangers. So I like the Sabres, though. Yeah, I have no uh, <laughs> hatred for the for the Sabres because they're we, upstate New York. Yeah, they're Hick New York. They're not even they're they're not even part of they're the same Canada. region. Yeah, like I like I like the Sabres. We've talked about this on the show before. I got mm-hmm. no shit. now now if they if they do one of these things where they go, you know, they do a lightning run, I might get a little tired of them after the third year or so. But <laughs> <laughs> let's just say for now, they're I'm cool with them. Uh, so we shift our focus forward to tomorrow night which is uh, game one of the stanley cup finals it will be in denver um i do appreciate that we were able to win in six to make the uh date the 15th instead of the 18th for um for the series i didn't want to have to wait that long although uh if it would have gone like if we would have had to wait until friday to uh, or Friday or Saturday, whatever day the 18th is, to play game one, that would have been 12 days off for the for the Avalanche. We went wow. nine days off uh, before the Rangers series and looked how we played for the first two games. So that would have been 12 days off for them. And here's a key to uh, that ser- to that team. They really haven't played much defense the entire uh, playoffs, really. And um, they also have a question in goal. If there's one thing about the Lightning, there's zero question in goal. Uh, they have a question in goal. Who are they going to go with? What do you think? I know Darcy Kemper, who's their starter. He's been he had a really good regular season. These playoffs, he's been eh. He so he pulled himself out of the series against Edmonton, I believe, in game one. He said he was having blurry vision or something, you know, kind of concussion symptoms. So he pulled himself. And then Franco's he he played the remainder of the series and he he was good enough. He 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 was solid. But again, Kemper, Franco's either or, I'll take him. I think we can solve them. Obviously Shesterkin, he he blows them both out of the water and we could solve them. It's just the actual team of the avalanche is twice as good as the rangers so they they really have to shift their focus elsewhere they they'll have to play uh you know as good as they did against new york in those last four games to to really give them give themselves a fighting chance but they've got a much more explosive offense and they've got a much better tighten it down defense everybody points to kale mccarr because he is such a good dynamic offensive forward what a lot of people kind of undershadow is his defensive ability. I mean, he he shut Connor McDavid down, which is a a, a fool's errand, and and Kale McCarr made it look easy. So I'm interested to see this because again, this is the finals matchup that we that everybody deserves. It's the finals matchup that Lightning fans deserve and Avalanche fans deserve. It's the one we've been asking for. I believe I even said it when we played the Avalanche earlier this year. I was like, if this is the finals we get, it's going to be a blast. I'll be scared, but it'll be a blast. So, again, th- this this one's going to be kind of a coin flip. I, I believe that this one's going to go every bit of seven games, triple overtime. I, I, I have no idea who to hedge my bet on. I, I do, obviously, but... Yeah, that's not even yes. a question, man. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're not the I, we're know, not I'll... the neutral pod. <laughs> the, the neutral rod pod. <laughs> so, again, th- this series it will be a fun series. Obviously, I'm going to give the edge to the Lightning. You always want to go with stability and goal. You know, he he he's he's a phenom. He just beat out the other best goalie in the world. Obviously, that, that's where I'm going to give the edge to. The. Uh... They're not going to have Nazem Kadri in the first game, do you think? He's 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 a little bit behind Braden Point, if you understand. Like he's questionable. He could play game one. He probably won't. Uh, I think it was a thumb injury for for Naz, 
Uh, he might not play in the finals at all. He might, you know, he could play. He could aggravate the injury, whatever it may be. <clears throat> but, yeah, he's he's kind of a game-time decision every night along with Point. But I think we're going to see Point before we do see Kadri. Uh, Andrew Cagliano, I'm not sure if he will be playing. Colorado, they've got some injuries, but really the biggest one is, is Naz. Because he, he is a key, important player, second-line center. All right, so you think seven games, huh, with a couple of overtimes tossed in? I, I can go with seven on you. I think that um, I think we'll steal one of the first two in Colorado. It might not be game one. I think it might be game two. But I think we do steal one, and I do think we hold serve at home. The only thing I'm really kind of concerned about is we've only played, like, what, one game in Colorado in the last three years? Yep. So they're not – I don't know – well, I know that really there's no other places in the league that are as high up as that. I think they are probably the most elevated arena out of the entire league. I'm not sure about some of the Canadian cities. It's definitely not Vancouver. They're at sea level. Uh, it's I don't know about like Winnipeg, what their height is or anything like that, but I know not, that uh, – Denver is the highest. Is, that's why I figured. So mm-hmm. I know these guys are highly trained athletes and they're used to this kind of stuff, but – it does make a little bit of a difference. Like if you're, cause oh, especially does. when you haven't been there for that long. Cause it, I moved from Florida to Colorado in 2005 and lived there for like about eight months. And I had lived in Florida for my virtually my entire life. Uh, and it took me like <laughs> damn near a month to get used to it. Like I'm not even lying, especially like I was kind of out of shape too. So that, that contributed to a part of it. But I mean, it took me like a month, so I, these guys don't have that long. So they better get get into some, some treadmills like the first day. Well, at least Pierre-Edouard Belmar, he played there last year, so he's kind of familiar. Yeah, but he only plays eight minutes a game. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> oh, Lord. So I'm excited. That's uh, game one tomorrow night. Uh, I, think, I think it's an every other night thing for this. I don't think there's any two-day gaps, are there? I think there was kind of a weird gap between games one and two or two and three. I can't I can't quite remember. I don't I don't have the schedule. Uh Here. let's see. I can pull it up real quick. We should have this stuff on hand considering we are a lightning podcast. But we don't. Okay, listen. <laughs> Game one on Wednesday. Yeah. Should be Game Wednesday, two Wednesday, Friday? On Saturday. Okay, Wednesday, Saturday. Okay, Wednesday, Saturday. And then it's uh, uh, every other day. Wait a second. Okay, yeah, Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Got it. Got it. Mark your calendars, folks. Give yourself some notifications. Well, we are just about out an hour. Uh, what do you want? You got anything else to, uh, to discuss with our awesome listening audience tonight? I mean, I guess we can uh, kind of touch on a little bit more in this Colorado series. I feel like we didn't do it a whole lot of justice just yet. Um, Give us or, your, you know, aval- pre- your avalanche of information. Previewing it. Um, so obviously, Bolts and seven, but yeah, this one, this one's going to be tough. I do agree with you. We're probably going to take either games one or two, but this series will be the biggest test so far. I mean, we played Dallas, who we were obviously the better team. We played Montreal, who we were obviously the better team and yeah we had some great opponents you know in the uh, rounds leading up to each of those finals that were much better than the final teams that we had faced but this will be our biggest test yet and you know don't don't get me wrong here but if the lightning lose i'm obviously i will be sad i'll be devastated but if the lightning lose I will give a lot of credit to Colorado. It's they they've they've put in their hours. They are a great team and they they would definitely deserve it. Of course, I want to see the three peat. I want to see the concrete dynasty that we will be. But again, if Colorado wins, you have to give them all their due credit because they've got great great players and Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Gabe Landeskog, who uh, who I also really really love. He's like my second favorite captain in the league behind Stamkos. He to me he's the ultimate captain. 
and they've they've got some big boys too, and they know how to shut it down. It's just, I I'm 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 scared. I'm a little scared. I'm confident that we we can win. I just don't know if we will. But again, they're, they're going to have to try their very best. Both teams. They we're in for a damn good finals. Well, Ve- and, Vegas uh, doesn't think of, we're going to win. Who? Vegas? Yeah. We, well, obviously they're going to give the 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 you know the edge to Colorado, and I mean they've played such fewer games, and they've got a better team on paper, I'd say. Uh, but you know that, that's why they play the games. Yeah, they're uh, they're favored. They're minus one seventy. We're plus one fifty for uh, for odds. Sounds like good value for the Lightning. Yeah, I mean if you got some extra dough, uh, you can win one hundred and fifty bucks if you drop a hundred. So that's a that's a couple of happy meals today's prices. So I got to ask you, um, are you going to stick with the Andre Palat con Smythe? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going down with this ship. That's want, my boy. I want the best for him before he leaves. I want the best you, for you'd him. You'd rather see Palat win it over like Kucherov or yes. Stamkos. Yes. Well, this could be. Okay. Stammer would be the exception. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd like to see he's Kucherov, good. Stamkos, or Vasilevsky win it. I'd like to see Vasi win it so he could be a two-time Con Smythe goaltender. Shut up if you want to say anyone's better. Um, just so I have that in my back pocket. But yeah, seeing Stamkos be able to to win that, I mean, he he can still make a case for himself. But I don't think. I mean, I love Vasi to death, but I think he kind of got hosed a little bit with part of the Toronto series and then sort of the beginning of the New York series. I think that's why he probably wouldn't. Eh, I mean, Carey Price, like we lit him up in the in the finals last year, and people still voted for him for Con Smythe. I mean, he let in like something like seventeen goals in three games, and people were still like, "Nope, he's my Con Smythe winner because he brought him that far." It's like eh, because well. he was the only player on that team that year, with the exception of Corey Perry. Whereas it's we're we're Vassy is a key to us going through these playoffs for sure, but he's not the key. Because they're playing ridiculous defense in front of him, like he's not really like, like those 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 last two games against New York, he wasn't getting peppered. You know what I'm saying? So he's playing well when he has to, um, but he's not he, he he's not he doesn't have the entire team on his back. You know what I'm saying? And when yeah, I think of I'm, MVP, that's that's what I'm thinking. Like if you're the MVP, you need to be the one carrying the team, and that's why it's actually really hard. If the it, you know if the playoffs were over today, it's actually really difficult to tell. You could give it to Palat, you could give it to Cooch, you could give it to Stamkos, like you could give it to any of those three guys. I think. Yeah, I was just saying like who I wanted. If I were going like who I think will win it, if the Lightning win the cup, and you know everybody kind of continues the same kind of pace they're at, like Kucherov, you know he's he's been playing really really well, and Palat and Stamkos kind of following a little bit slower behind, but still playing great hockey, but not unreal numbers like Kucherov the years before. Actually, no, Kucherov is still playing spectacularly. Um, I think this could be a year where the winning the Stanley Cup winning team does not get the MVP because I think Kel McCarr has been just so good. I don't know if you know his numbers. He's got like 23 points and they've only played 14 games uh, as a defenseman. Palat. Give it to Palat. Uh, give it to Palat. Give it to Palat. Give it to Pally. Yep. That's, that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Give it to Palat. Let him go out <laughs> on a high note. Uh, we'll say goodbye to two, two out of the three triplets. It'll just be a singlet at that point in time. One thing as well, if we do lose this year as well, I think we've got a better shot of signing Nick Paul. Okay. Cause if we win, yeah, he's got his cup, go, go cash out. If he loses like, Oh, you know what? This is a damn good team. You know, they, they'll probably go for another next year. So might as well take a one or two year deal. So that's just my opinion. And that is what we are all about on this show, opinions. We barely, uh, we barely bring facts because facts aren't fun. Pretty much. <laughs> and if you have an opinion. Yes, if you have an opinion, please let us know like Carolyn did from Hog Story. Check out hogstory.net. Listen to their show. They're awesome. 
Uh, you can call us at 727-416-0613. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it. You can email us at thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com. That's uh, the number one. If you send us an email, we'll read it. Tweet at us. Hit us up on Instagram at lightningrodpod and find our website, uh, lightningrodpod.com. Um, if you're doing the podcasting 2.0 thing, that's cool. We also uh, accept Bitcoin donations. We are value for value. If you find uh, some value in our show, uh, hit us up with some value if you feel like it. Uh, we'll call you a producer. Uh, and uh, yeah, new newpodcastapps.com. Check out that site and uh, try uh, try using one of the newer podcast apps. They're pretty cool. They got a lot of new functionality that uh, regular podcast apps don't have. Uh, other than that, I think uh, we'll do another show. Um, hopefully, you know, if nothing else, it'll be next Tuesday. But we'd like to maybe do another one before that if we can. Yeah. If the frog jumps out of your throat, what do you think? <laughs> I hope I'll be sounding better by then. All right, sounds good. All right, for Gannon, I am Johnny Pipes, and we will uh, catch you on the flip side. Peace. My opinion, that sucked.